It is the uh, Al Travis Show, and my next guest uh, never ceases uh, to amaze me with uh, what we got out of it. He's Representative uh, Walter uh, Hudson. Last time he was on, we were talking about the Convention of States. He had went to this practice version of it, and I think it was a social studies lesson. If you hadn't heard it, look it up online uh, under the Al Travis Show Facebook page. It is a absolute social studies lesson on how this works, and I thank him for being on. I want to talk about what's going on today. Representative Hudson, thanks for being here. Glad to be here once again. Always good to talk to you. All right, uh, let's start. You're you're my state rep. Let's not mine, but the state rep. But then there's plenty to talk about in the state of Minnesota. If you follow your ex, do you call it Xing? Are you still Twitter? Do we have to change? What do you call it, sir? Do you X? You know, it's fun. I call it Twitter, and I don't Thank know that you. I'm ever going to switch over to calling it X. Um, it's funny because I actually started putting into my browser X.com, and it auto forwards to twitter.com so it's like they haven't even gotten their own branding figured out yet so all right so you do that and and so folks know i i don't follow a lot i'm not a big x guy myself but i think there's a, a lot of ways to get the feel for police but police people at least people in the political realm so i follow a lot of politicians on there i follow you and to be completely frank you are ahead of a lot of folks on twitter which i, I find interesting that you put something out there and it will become the talk that next day or something. We'll talk about that in a minute. I want to talk to some national stuff first. This uh, a convention of states that you were part of. When you watch the Republicans, your side, our side, running this country so weird, we just can't get anything. It's, here, let's do 45 more days. Maybe I'm a knucklehead. We did a continuing resolution now that'll get us to the next 45 days, which if I'm not mistaken, will put us just before Thanksgiving. When the Republican Party is going to say we're going to shut down the government before Thanksgiving, what about these poor people? They're never going to get that. Give me another 45 days, which put us just before New Year's. Why would my party, your why would we do this, sir, if we're not completely admitting we're out of control? Does this not help you folks that want this convention of states to say, we got to fix this? This is nutty. We can't even do a res- We can't even get a budget done. Yeah, I I do think that it stands as a practical example of why systemic reform is needed at the federal level. And I don't think the same group of people who are having trouble, uh, you know, coming up with budgets on a on a routine schedule are not going to police themselves and initiate their own necessary reform. They're not going to impose their own fiscal restraints. They're not going to put term limits on themselves. So the only mechanism available to we the people to affect that is a convention of states where the people of the several states through their elected representatives call for a convention for the purpose of amending the constitution to affect very particular ends. It's not a free for all. We're not talking about a runaway convention. We're talking about a structured intentional process governed by rules, um, publicly seen and deliberated upon uh, where we are going to place the constraints on these guys that they are never going to place on themselves. See what I find interesting about that, sir, is that lawyers will screw this up. What I mean by that is we had a pretty good constitution going along pretty well. And 20 years ago, somebody said, well, we don't really got to pass a budget. If we want to keep the stuff we got, let's just do a thing, uh, continuing resolution. We'll just keep it going. We don't really have to vote for it. And this caught on like wildfire. I can't even imagine why anyone would say, well, we'll just go with what we got. Just keep it going. You're not a fiscal conservative. You're not, you know what I'm saying? It just seems some lawyer, hey. We had all kinds of stuff in here. Nobody knows this budget was passed 20 years ago. It seems like such a 
I don't want a godfather kind of way of running business than it is a government. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I mean, and look, what this is one of several ways, and this is kind of the emergent theme that has become extremely clear to me in the time since I've become a state representative and had a front row seat at the table of how these governmental processes work. And granted, I'm at the state level. We're currently talking about national, but I can already kind of recognize, even from a distance, that similar, if not worse, phenomenon are manifesting in Washington, D.C. And whether you're talking about the way we've changed how elections work or the way we change how a budgeting process works or the way in which, you know, it used to be here in the Minnesota House of Representatives that you could file amendments to a bill at any time while it was on Mm -hmm. the floor. And so that encouraged members to actually walk across the room and talk to each other and suggest ideas and kind of hammer things out and have a real conversation. Now we have this 24 hour rule where everything is basically scripted. It's one giant theatrical display. Everybody knows how the vote's going to come out. And it's, and it's so predetermined that if you scan the room with the camera, if you watch these floor sessions, half the people aren't even in the room. Okay. And I'm as guilty of it as anyone. And the reason why is because there's no value proposition in being there. What's the point of sitting there and listening to somebody else's speech when you already know how they're going to vote and you already know how you're going to vote and there's no chance of anything being proposed that's any different than what you've already seen and been briefed on, right? And and in a similar sense, what you're talking about with this continuing resolution, if they know they can keep going back to that then where's the incentive for them to actually do the work required to come up with a budget in the first place? And the net effect of all of these things is that the actual outcomes that you're getting from your government are completely divorced from any meaningful representation that you believe you have. We do not functionally have representative democracy in the United States of America in the year 2023. We do not have it. And I put the shame on the Republicans right now. They're in charge of this bill. And here's where I go with this, because you are 100% correct. I'm being told how crazy it is that we have a budget that spends a trillion and a half more dollars than we take in every year. This is craziness. We must rein this in. And this is like the third time. Well, we'll just keep it going until we find time to fix this. Are you flipping kidding me? I mean, you cannot tell me to my face that this is crazy. And the next step, well... 45 days from now, it'll be crazy again. I, it's, I'm just so flabbergasted that the Republicans is not even funny. I want to go to break early, if you don't mind, Representative. There's so much stuff going on at the state level. And back to your X platform, your Twitter platform. You've been on top of this stuff. I'm laughing my my head off reading it and how, I don't know if you got a crystal ball, an eight ball, whatever they call it, but you've been on top of stuff. We talk about it with Representative Walter Hudson right after this on the Al Travis Show. The Al Travis Show, the last place you can go and hear all sides. Respectful, thoughtful, and grateful. Love having him on. He is Representative Walter Hudson. I, I talk about his uh, Twitter account as an example, and I don't know that this is was all that hard to see, but you do it so quick. They cancel the Twin Cities Marathon 5.30 on Sunday or whatever it was. And I, I don't want to say 6 o'clock. I don't know what time it was. Very early in the morning, you put out, well, climate change did it. It's going to come back to being climate change. That's the reason this thing happened. Today's headline in the Star Trip, climate change spiked, spiked heat that canceled the Twin Cities Marathon, yeah. climatologist says. I'm like, oh, my God. And the other one you put out there was they're going to tell you you can't really talk about it if you're not a marathoner. If you can't run a marathon, you can't. 
And that's what everybody did. I mean, maybe that's just low-hanging fruit for a man who thinks like you do. But I'm sitting there going, it's like prophetic. Literally, the, the headline <laughs> in the Star Trib is that the climate, you called that two days ago was their headline. You had some inside well, skinny somewhere, my boy. <laughs> no, you're, you're giving me too much credit. Um, I... I also have a feed, right? And so I'm hearing yeah. the things that other people are saying. And I'm paying attention to this stuff on a regular basis. And so you get familiar with the patterns of where things yeah. are going to go. And of course, we know what their agenda is, right? When that when the cancellation of the marathon for heat, and then you look at the forecast and it's going to be in the mid 80s, and you're like, that's that's normal weather for yeah. that, that is 120. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like that's that's not a reason. And so it's raises a red flag right away of what's the agenda here. And then of course when as soon as anybody uh says anything about it, it's well, you, who are you to talk? You don't know how to run a marathon. And it's like, well, have you have you been to or listened to literally any sports commentary or sports uh, yeah. contest? And like all it is is a bunch of people who can't do it talking about how the guys who can are doing it wrong, right? I, I make my uh, living talking sports on Monday morning about those Vikings. Never been on a Viking team. Never played football. Completely. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's great. And and I'm sure if you and I went out on the field and tried to run, uh, you know, <laughs> it would be very amusing, but not uh, very competitive. So, yeah. So anyway, I give you credit. I think folks should follow you on X or whatever you call it. The two things I'd like to ask you really quick, if I could, um, the auditor came out today and is now going to look into this office of cannabis management mishire, you know, was there for a day and gone. I'm kind of glad, but I think that I might be one of three people that really care how crazy that was. And I'd love to hear how in the world we put this gal up, not doing a basic Google search on her. I would like, and I'm not trying to rip her anymore. Her life got destroyed. I, I feel sorry for her actually, but now we already have a second runner up that looks like he's pretty close. This person better be squeaky clean because now the Google people are going to be out. They're going to check this out. Is this the auditor's business? We messed up. They apologized. I mean, is it worth our time? Well, I mean, so the auditor is looking at this because it's a political football, right? And they're trying to, again, with the theater, trying to put on the display of, look at us. We're doing something. We're serious. You know, don't pay attention. We've got it under control. Um, but what the auditor should be doing is actually auditing state government, looking at things like why it is um, when the Office of Legislative Auditor, which is a nonpartisan entity um, out of the legislature, comes out with a report that says that the various state agencies are in, quote, pervasive noncompliance, unquote, yeah. with best practices for um, grant distribution. Maybe you should be scrutinizing all of your agencies and determining why it is that we can't seem to manage grants without the money ending up uh, overseas in a third world country or buying somebody a house um, in Florida or something along those lines. I mean, the, the things that the state auditor should be doing are the unsexy but necessary things that involve actually protecting taxpayers' interest and uh, being responsible for the governance of the state. Instead, we get these kind of dog and pony shows of, oh, you know, let's chase the latest headline and make a big show out of how we're doing something, uh, solving a problem that we created. Well, let's go on down that road a little further then, because I'd like to know, is there a list up there? And let me know if it's inside skinny. I don't want to know. Is there a list somewhere I can get on me and my friends to help do these, I'm quoting here, studies on the obvious that we give money out. They are doing yeah, $17 yeah. million. Dollars. Minnesota, Minnesota handing out $17 million to study how well we did with the yeah. COVID. 
And I'm like, I could get me, 20 of my friends together, have a cocktail, a little dinner, and we'll find, I'll tell you exactly where we went wrong, make you a big list, and I'd like, I'll do it for 15. Save a couple mil. How do I get on this list of stupid studies? It's a hell of a racket, isn't it? And 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 you see it all the time. I mean, part of the reason, going back to that OLA report, talking about pervasive noncompliance among state agencies for grant management practices, one of the things they cited in that report as part of the problem is the fact that legislators keep naming the recipients of grantees in the bills. Right. Like saying, for instance, and I'm I'm, I'm making this one up, but for instance, you know, ABC, Sunshine, Kids and Rainbows, Inc. um, should be contracted to do whatever, to do a study on why kids can't read good. Right. Like something along those lines. (laughs) Um, And what they said was, when you do that, when you say we're going to give X number of dollars to this organization to do X, Y and Z. There is no accountability mechanism exactly. in there. You you haven't provided us with the flexibility to not give them that money. The law says we got to give it to them, so we're going to give it to them. And whether or not they do the job is completely out of our hands, right? And so it comes back to the legislature. It comes back to the representatives. And in spite of that report coming out early in the session this year, we still saw a whole bunch of legislation that ended up ultimately getting passed and signed by the governor that directly grants appropriations to specific entities to go do God knows what. See, but that's how do we get on? This is, okay, this isn't fair. It's wrong. We can all agree with that. But if that's what they're going to do anyway, then how do I get on the list? I interview as many of you people as anybody else. I want on the top of the crap list of just put Al down. because It's just driving me nuts because yeah. here's the other option you have. Then we do it the right way. We put yeah. down that we want somebody to study X, Y, Z, and they have to have these parameters. You got to be able to have a test and you got to have a sample and you got like a scientist would do. Right. We're going to do that. And we will have a hiring process bid on it, whatever you got to yes. do. And somebody's going to make a right. decision. Well, is it the same knothead who decided to put this OCM gal up who had no, right? you know, so who's going to audit the auditor or audit the guy? You know what I'm saying? The trust is gone and it's just, here's 17 million here. Here's 50 million there. How much money does it take to do a study on how we did on a COVID test? It it can't be $17 million. It can't. My favorite tweet in response to the $17 million being spent to determine why the COVID models were so wrong is some guy said, I can do it for $17, right? He could just tell you what, because we know what the problem is, right? It doesn't require any sort of analysis whatsoever. It's extremely obvious. The problem with computer models is that they're computer models. That's the problem, (laughs) right? It's you, you are taking data that you have self-selected with no rational basis for selecting it, inputting it into a program, and that program is doing what it was programmed to do and spitting out what you wanted on the other side. They wanted to show that tens of thousands of Minnesotans were going to die as a result of COVID in just a few months in order to justify what they had already decided they were going to do. That's that's the problem. It's See, not the because one, there's... The one I'd rather have run out of is good. Spend whatever money it takes to go through each and every death by COVID and find out if it really was. Right. Was it I had cancer and something else and I had COVID when I died? Was it whatever? And that's the one I want to know. But we're not going to do that. So what do I do? 17 million is just gone. Right. Because at the end, somebody's going to publish a report. No one's going to read it. The paper's not going to put on the front page. You know what they figured out? When you put stupid in a computer, stupid comes out. That's what we figured out. 17 million cash. I'm just frustrated. 
Representative Hudson, I love having you on the program. I really do. Uh, if we can work out any kind of regular, I'd love to have you on because, and again, I want people to go to your X Factor, whatever you guys call that, go there. <laughs> represent. Why, why would you change that? Everybody called it Twitter for forever. I don't know. I don't even know if it's but X I, thing. I, no one knows. Other than the branding, I like the way he's running it. So he, he can have, he can call it whatever he wants. And we'll get over at some point. We'll call it whatever they want us to call it. But right now I'm telling you to go there and sign up for it because I do. I enjoy watching you. Just the people that are, the talk on your X feed is so much fun. Representative Hudson, thanks for being here, my friend. Glad to do it. Thanks. We'll get more coming up right after this.